Hi and welcome to our latest Tap Talks HR podcast. This time we're talking with Megan Marie Butler from Cognition X, the AI advice platform. Welcome Megan, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Megan is the AI research analyst specialising in HR at Cognition X and who is also doing a PhD at Leeds University in artificial intelligence in HR. So Megan, can you start by giving us an, an overview of, of Cognition X, who are apparently an AI advice platform and what that is and your role within the organisation? Uh, that's a fantastic question. Uh, and it can be confusing, AI advice platform. The best way to understand Cognition X is that we work in three business units to democratize and uh, help with the adoption of AI within the UK and globally. So the three business units starts off with CogX, our annual festival of all things AI. Uh, the 2019 year looks to be the biggest yet, uh, and I'd be worried um, what that means after that, how big it can be. We also have our platform, which you can go online and visit at cognitionx.com, which includes wikis of products in different use cases, uh, taking a three-dimensional look at the AI market from the technology, the industry, and the functions. And then, of course, to have our expertise, we also have a research team that looks into the technology, again, from the three-dimensional look. So I work with colleagues um, and look at AI technology from different aspects. So myself, I look at it from the function of HR. We have marketing. We also have industries like finance or even sports and medicine. And we also look at it from the technology perspective. So we have like chatbot chatbot and NLP experts, and we are all able to work together to understand the AI market from this three-dimensional look. And, and to me, that's fascinating. And I know we were talking before we came on live onto the podcast that, that actually there's, there's so much that's going on in this area, and actually people might not know that Cognition X exists kind of thing and actually the amazing work you do because I know we've spoken a few times before and it, it amazes me that the number of products that are out there that are emerging that the HR professionals and, and listeners to this to this podcast might desperately need but they don't know exist kind of thing. Uh, that That's exactly it and I, I know for a fact how crazy the market is, how difficult the news is, how much like if we want to call it fake news or miss news or just um, content basically that's not really founded in fact is out there because it's literally my job to weed through that daily and and to understand what's happening and i know how hard it is to keep up with it as a full-time job um so i can't imagine for the average hr professional or average person out there um that's already doing that already has a life and a profession to try and understand this new emerging technology when there's just so much noise in the market and so that's what cognition x's goal is if i can say the name um our goal is to kind of cut through that noise and start becoming that trusted clear voice um uh, within the market because it is it is it's absolutely crazy um in the last year i've watched the market the hr market and this is ai specific not just tech so if you look at the tech market for hr it's it's much bigger this is looking at a very narrow area um it's grown from 300 products to now i have 400 on the platform and i'm evaluating another 200 and it seems like every day I turn around and find out about another product that's been around for a while. Um, it's huge and it's growing fast. And, and as you say, there's uh, new ideas and new uh, companies and products emerging constantly. So, so basically you're saying you know of 
about 600 products that are not only HR tech products, but they're in the area of artificial intelligence AI. Yeah, so that and that's so. If you look at HR tech, it's much bigger. If we narrow it down to AI and um, using the definition of AI, we look at it instead of. Um, I'm sure you know uh, the term artificial intelligence is is very controversial. There is no singular definition. No one seems to quite understand what it means, um, and lots of people put opinion into their understanding of it. We look at it uh, from technology domains. So we've listed out um, about about 30 or 40 different very specific technologies that we consider to fit underneath the umbrella of AI. And so we find products that fit within that. So we need to be able to check off at least one of the boxes. And when we look at that, that's, yeah, about 600 products just for that, for, just for HR. But put that into a bit of perspective. For marketing, we, uh, on the platform right now, we have about 1,300 products. And some claim that there's up to 3,000 for for marketing, depending on how you look at that um, look at that market. So if we think HR is crazy, there's other ones out there that are even crazier. Well, that's that's, that's really interesting though, because I think it, it goes with the gut feel that I have, and and I'm not professing to be an expert in in AI. It's a it's a gut feel that it's emerging so the HR market it's almost like the marketing kind of market came first but it's almost like marketing deal with external people and HR deal with internal people so there's a lot of transference of possible technology but I think there was a lot of more direct link to return on investment if you can nail your marketing because you can see your sales going up kind of thing I think it's a very secondary relationship with 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 people so hot topics Um, I know AI is a hot topic anyway in HR because you say this as we all see it's everywhere but within the area of of AI and HR what do you think people are most talking about at the moment about HR AI Uh, that's a great question there seems to be kind of three emerging trends and I like this um, kind of example the best so we're seeing a lot of movement in the world of automation that's definitely um, a tick box for the cost savings, and it also helps reducing the redundant tasks. The next one is um, what can be categorized as cognitive engagement, and in that area, that's where we're seeing chatbots, um, mainly starting out with like FAQ bots, so being able to answer simple questions and answer the repetitive questions. Then those can be linked with some of the automation and some of the personal information. So the response is back if you ask for a vacation, it doesn't just spit back a policy at you, but says your specific holiday allotment remaining still is, must be used by this state and gives you specific information. And then cognitive insights, which is where we're seeing the advanced analytics. And that's taking it from being that descriptive and understanding what's going on, but really into this prescriptive, uh, predictive and prescriptive and really forward looking and giving those data driven insights. Yeah, that's really interesting actually. So automation is very much replacing human task with machine task, for want of a better word. Uh, cognitive engagement is actually getting um, software and AI talking to your employers to give them a better experience. Um, and cognitive insight is actually for the business to look at the business in a much more granular detail because of the power of, in, of AI to actually make better business decisions. So that's actually really good three different ways of looking at it, actually. Of those three areas, which is the one that interests you the most at the moment? 
Oh, that's a tough question. I, I think all three are fascinating. Um, the automation is one of those no-brainers. Uh, I remember years ago in Excel, uh, I had to do billing for a company and uh, I figured out how to use the macros and took a process that took an entire day and uh, broke it down so that it took about 20 minutes. And the owner of the company just kind of be mesmerized and I had it just down to about five or six macros that made it really quick. And that's what automation can do. And it was a job that people hated and it made it, it just, it made a, yeah, as I said, a full day task taking one day, um, which is interesting in itself because we can make work a lot more fun. We can get rid of those tasks that people are really quite bad at and we don't enjoy anyways. The cognitive engagement, of course, is really interesting because we're getting chatbots. Um, and, and the big difference we're seeing right now is that when the internet first came out, a lot of people's experience with the internet was at work and at school, where now we have that, we have chatbots and we're using them. And most people have an Alexa at home, but we don't have it in the office, which is a big difference in the, our experience with it. And um, we're used to sending quick, short messages uh, through our WhatsApp or through messaging. So being able to talk to a business in that way or an HR department, instead of having to send that formal email, hi, HR department, I would like to ask a question, blah, 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 blah. You can just go into the chat bot and just say, what's my vacation? And just have that quick um, back and forth that you need to get your information. Um, but I always, I, well, and then cognitive insights and data driven insights that's such a tough question I think they're all interesting and I think that's all of them working together is what's going to make that huge shift from what we saw in HR at one point in time as being a back office um, business driven um, service center into this real um, future where employees are really engaged with work where HR is really about the people and we talk about the putting the human back in HR if the human time isn't um, taken up with making bad decisions based on gut, where we're actually making decisions based on data, where we're not wasting our time answering the same question over, where employees don't really want to talk to us anyways. They can just answer those questions through a chatbot and save their difficult questions for a person. And we're not doing those boring, repetitive tasks of entering a new employee into five different systems. There's um, an automated process to do that quickly. All of a sudden, HR becomes much more about that strategy and about actually working with people and how can we strategically improve the culture? How can we strategically improve the engagement or the employee experience? Um, and, that, and that's where my research is focused. How can we use all of these technologies to advance that entire process and change HR from what it once was to what it could be? And, and, and which is, I mean, I know that we've got 20 minutes for this podcast and I'm being very careful not to launch into something that will take us two hours to discuss. But it's, um, what do you think about how senior HR professionals are viewing t um, AI HR technology at the moment? Because for me, I could probably see automation being the one that they'll grab and understand being part of the old HR model the very old HR model was obviously the administrative expert kind of thing so I can see automation and we have that already with ATS systems doing certain workflows and HRIS systems um, how do you see the market reacting to things like um, the cognitive insights or the analytics what, what do you see as the real take up there compared to what's available 
Um, I think that's that's what you've kind of nailed it. Um, the big pro- the challenges is right now is that we're just kind of digitalizing old processes, and that's what happened with computers. We took paper ba- paper based processes and put it into a computer, and we didn't really change anything. And this is where AI is um, that possible when we first like when a lot of us experienced computers for the first time or really got into it. Um, it was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if the machine could do this? But in reality, it was still a person driving the machine. We still had to program it to do things for us. Um, and this is where AI is doing something really unique and special. It's able to do things that um, only our imaginations could think of before. Um, but that means we actually have to rethink HR, but it's going to take time. And, and most likely, it's going to take a generation. I love the analogy of um, when engines first came out and we put them into factories. And, and really, they just kind of plunked a giant engine in the middle of a factory, but they never changed the layout, they didn't change the workflow, they didn't change how people worked. An entire generation goes by, and these new engineers that were used to engines come along and, and look at this and think it's crazy, and realize instead of having one big engine, if we lay out the factory floor different, if we rearrange work different, and we put little engines all over the place, all of a sudden we now have a much more efficient factory. But it took nearly a generation to really understand that. And that's probably what's going to happen with the HR technology. We're going to see um, massive changes, of course, and, and there's going to be a lot happening. But it's going to take time for this to really reorganize, and there'll be those innovative businesses um, that will be out there. HR has a unique situation, though. Um, more than two years ago, and, and um, we all know the problems with HR. and like more than two years ago, it became the trendy thing to get rid of uh, performance appraisals. And, and that was fantastic until it came to time to give out raises, but there was nothing to replace it. And I think what's happening in HR is we know there's a lot of problems with old processes, and we're looking for something new and some way to replace it, and this is where AI has a door to kind of come in and it's able to solve a lot of the problems around cost, quality, um, and and scale and time. So it, for someone very innovative, they might be able to come up with something quite quickly, but in all likelihood, we're going to just transition where into that digitalization. As you say, the easy win is the um, to automate tasks that we already know how to do. Um, and then, and you know, hiring decisions, just adding more data to it, or um, just kind of improving what we're already doing using some of this. But it'll be some time before we really see like revolutionary new, really new HR practices. That's great, and I, I love the 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 analogy. And and I, I that first industrial revolution where they took the the water wheel and replaced it with the engine and just did a straight swap is exactly what I see people doing with automation. Mm. And we haven't got to that point where you, someone, Brightspark, comes out to relay the manufacturing floor as a way of doing things differently in the world. And I think we're in the middle of the fourth industrial revolution at the moment. And the great thing is being in the middle of one is lots of people will try things and it might not work. And, and I don't know if you, we could spend hours talking about the original Industrial Revolution mm-hmm. and what failed, what didn't work kind of thing. But actually, I think it's great. And we've got the likes of 3D printing coming along as well, which mm-hmm. could totally change the world. But I think we've got an ability now with looking after, being HR professionals, looking after people to actually 
take the, the lead here and actually go and try some stuff. But I like your word you used about 10 minutes ago and I wrote it down as mesmerized. And, and I th when you use mesmerized with HR professionals, what do you think the barrier is, that entropy about getting people thrown into? Getting people yeah. to actually do it. Yeah. Well, that's, that's great because like there is some stats around it where we, where we see the majority of HR professionals, um, we're talking close to 80%, are, are starting to, their ears are pricking up to the conversations around AI. They're starting to see that there's a possibility there, but they're not sure what to do with it. About 40% uh, about or so are starting to maybe dabble a little bit or do those early stage research or trying some things out. But there's only about 10% that are really using the technology. And um, I think the big challenge is, is that we just don't know how to do it. We're still at that process of not sure how to do it. A lot of people are stuck up on the idea that there's a huge cost associated with it. We're used to really big, clunky, and generally let us down in experienced HRIS systems, not to name any names, but they don't always do what we expect them to do or need them to do or want them to do. Um, and we also are stuck around conversations around ethics. There's a lot of press about it. We're also stuck with fear within the organization. Employees might be fearful of the technology or might be fearful of being replaced with automation. Um, and those are conversations that need to be had. Um, and there are issues around that. But a lot of a lot of them a lot of it's a lot of hype and fake news, as we say, that noise out there that we're trying to cut through. Um, and the biggest thing is, is to realize that you don't need to do a huge product project. It doesn't need to come from your CEO. It doesn't even need to come from the top of your organization. We're seeing some of the best projects coming from middle management, where they're say, seeing a problem, finding a cheap solution, and saying, hey, let's do a pilot. And then it, it works, and then all of a sudden the CEO or the head of the department all of a sudden looks in and goes, oh, wow, this, this is how you do it and how it works. Um, and especially when it's employee driven and then all of a sudden it's shared throughout the organization and it just kind of grows in this much more holistic and natural way. Um, because this technology is, I, I love, there's one analogy that came out in a report and I absolutely love it. It's not a food group of its own. It's not a new standalone technology. It's the salt. That's interesting. And you just, mm. it, it improves different things. And so it's, uh, AI on its own is not going to replace your ATS system, but you can look at the experience the candidate's going through and you can start to see where the pain points are or the issues are or the connection or the times that you speak to, to the candidate or when they want to know where their application is, but there is no feedback or there's no way for them to access it or they want to know how much the um, the wage is, but there's no one to ask or they feel uncomfortable asking it. And that's where like a chatbot or an automated an automated system that they can check into and see where they are in the process. Those little things, that's where AI can kind of step in and improve what's already there. So they say kind of just adding that little bit of flavor and zest to what we're already doing without having to make dr dramatic changes. Okay, I mean, that's great. and. I am already staring with one of my eyes and seeing that we're coming towards the end of our podcast is almost like we've just opening Pandora's box, let alone having a <laughs> delve in yet. Um, so a couple of questions for you. Um, one, sorry, I'm going to ask it. If you could think of one 
technology area. You don't have to name a specific product um, or company. One that's really exciting you at the moment, one specific area, and you can name a product if you want to, you have no problem here. Is there something that, that you think is going to be so cool in the next six or 12 months? Um, for me, I think one of the really cool things, and especially that's um, an easy win now, is using the NLP. Um, I love asking a room of HR professionals if they've ever heard of NLP because everybody automatically <laughs> sticks up their hand and I go, no, 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 not neuro-linguistic programming, but natural language processing. And all of a sudden I get a lot of confused looks. Um, when we, with chatbots and that uh, virtual assistant and, uh, and being able to ask your organization instead of going for Likert stakes, like heart scales for your employee engagement survey, really being able to ask a question and let people answer. Mm. That's huge. And we're all of a sudden, um, and this is a really big push and I'm an advocate of, is that we can use as much quantitative data as we want. Um, but when we interpret it, we're always interpreting it in our own eyes as a researcher or a scientist or an organization. And it's when we can turn around and ask everybody that we're looking at those numbers that are the, what they're about, saying, why did you do that? and getting that qualitative analysis. And we don't even have to just pick 10 cases to ask our focus group. We can literally ask every single person and get a honest response or typed response from it and using NLP and sentiment analysis to understand what's going on. We can then, the data can speak for itself for once. And I think that's huge um, and can really start changing things. Yeah, I mean, I love the NLP thing, the way you, you ask qualitative stuff, but you can almost turn it into quantitative outputs. So you can actually get across to the board and the stakeholders what's going on, but you're actually finding out the granular stuff about why from the people. So really running out of time now, I'm going to ask you one last question. If you wanted to say one thing to HR directors and senior HR professionals to get them more interested and in jumping into the world of AI and HR, what would be the message? Um, take the leap. Just try out one product, give your employees access to it, and let them play with it. They'll, they will come up with the best uses in your organization, and you don't even have to learn about it. You just have to give them the opportunity to try it on their own. Amazing. And Megan, thank you ever so much for giving up your time and coming in. It's been so much fun talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. No worries. And obviously, everyone, thanks for listening. Um, I hope you got some interesting ideas to take away from this conversation. As always, we'd really like to hear some feedback from you. You can do this through your podcast provider or direct with us at our website, tapsolutions.com. And don't forget, you can also find out at tapsolutions.com about our other blogs and our forums and so much more. But thanks for listening and see you at our next Tap Talks HR podcast.